looking back on 2020, it is clear in retrospect that it can be explained as a year of women. No, not a year of the woman. It was not about the individual or any individual's achievement, but rather the collective. Yes, a year of women with different heroines stepping up from different backgrounds at different moments in a rare exercise of intersectionality. The range so wide, the ladies so varied, their unity could only be expressed by letting them be themselves. Let's start with the final three, senators, all. From Minnesota, there was Amy. From Massachusetts, there was Elizabeth. And then the junior senator, Kamala. They all wanted to be president. One would come a heartbeat away. It was clear the need to have a woman in the White House to correct the mess made in 2016 when a woman lost her bid for presidency to a womanizer. Remember the 2016 marches with those pink hats held all over the world? Only in politics would it take years to rectify the mistake to make something wondrous but flawed, great again. Then there was the widow, Vanessa Bryant, standing before the world in mourning of her daughter, Gianna, and her husband, Kobe. We spent much of the year mourning before ever learning her case. This young EMT from Louisville, Kentucky, with the beautiful smile, Brianna Taylor. Remember in June, with DC Mayor Mural Browser had the street painted Black Lives Matter on 16th Street and changed the president's address to Black Lives Matter Plaza? It wasn't the year of the woman, rather a year of women. And one woman who made the year count was Sarah Walensky. Today, we talk with filmmaker Sarah Walensky about her film, Not Done, Women Remaking America. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production, brought to you by A1 Pest Masters. For all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pest Masters. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. What has Sarah smiling these days is her incredible collection of interviews and testimonials that include Amara Fiera, Gloria Steinem, Congresswoman Laura Underwood, Natalie Portman, and Chandra Rhimes. Sarah's film, Not Done, Women Remaking America, shine the spotlight on the transformative women whose efforts in fields as diverse as entertainment and athletics to business and politics led to change. Hi, this is Valerie Johnson and welcome to Interludes. I am excited to have a woman filmmaker on the line here. She's got a wonderful film coming out called Not Done, Women Remaking America. Good afternoon, Sarah, how are you? I'm good, Valerie. I'm so excited to be here and talking to you. 
Wonderful. I, I, it's a, it's wonderful to see women filmmakers. And as I said a little bit before the actual interview, I'm, I, I feel like welcome. Just come on in and make your films and 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 be a changer. <laughs> so um, you've worked over a decade as a producer on various documentaries, mainly from the Makers platform. What inspired yep. you to sit in the director's chair with Not Done? Um, that's an interesting question. So, you know, in the doc world and especially in my sort of small corner of it, you know, um, when you're, you're have small teams and when you're a producer, you're still playing a pretty creative role. Um, you have your hands pretty deep, um, into everything, but at the end of the day, you know, it's the director who's going to make all the final creative decisions. Um, and, um, you know, so I'd seen, I've, seen the process up close and um, and I, I just wa I wanted to try it out you know I wanted to to test myself um, and take on you know more of a challenge creatively um, mm -hmm. and you know wanted wanted to be the one in the driver's seat in that respect oh wonderful um, Robbie Kaplan Chandra Rhymes um, Mara Fiera uh, the film highlights women from various different backgrounds and various different careers um, and their contribution to our society which of these stories did you find most inspiring to document oh god that's impossible <laughs> to answer it's like your favorite child kind of question because um, they are as you say they're all so different um, and uh, but equally um, inspiring. Um, mm -hmm. huh, I think, you know, part of what was exciting for me is, um, you know, it's a story about um, feminism today um, and the women's movement. Uh, and, you know, it's an hour, so we pack a lot into um, into that hour and you can't do really, you know, each, each one of these story beats could be its own film, but, um, something that was exciting for me is i think when we talk about feminism um traditionally you know there has been um a perception fair or unfair of it as you know white women's movement and certainly earlier waves of it that was maybe more of the visible um even though there were lots of women of color um you know doing the work and, and leading it um you know the visible some of the more visible leaders in the press um were women uh, were you know white women and i think um, so it was exciting to kind of do this story and do this update where you see um, really a ton of women of color, um, you know, who are leading um, not just in a feminist way, but leading, you know, social justice movements across, you know, um, all types of issues from racial justice to, you know, immigration, climate justice. Um, and so getting to tell, getting to really hear from women like Monica Ramirez, who, you know, is the um, organized been organizing with farm workers for decades, um, or Tarana Burke, you know, who started the Me Too movement well before any of us probably, you know, had heard about it, and it became kind of this mass movement, um, and getting to kind of the heart of how um, so much of this incredible work, um, you know, has has been going on for decades, um, spearheaded by these men. Um, and in many ways, it's this last four years that's just been like a super kind of fire igniter. Um, but, uh, you know, the foundation of it all um, is uh, organizing um, that, you know, that so many of so many women have been doing for, for decades. 
Yeah, I know. And it's it's been it's been exciting for us for for black women to just kind of see how it kind of exploded and bloomed like we we I've I've been, I've just been kind of excited at the oh my gosh, well, oh we're we're protesting. Oh, we're we're talking this. Okay, it, it it keeps it keeps building and building. So it's like, okay, we're we're in the conversation. Um I have a Black Women Matters series going on right now. And I asked various people, what do you think the state of Black women are in today? But I think I'm going to ask you, what is the state of women today? What what do you think is the state? Could You know, like what's going on with women? Well, yeah, I mean, I think in some ways it's a hard time. It's a scary time because I think for the first time, you know, part of what we try to capture in the film is that, um, you know, we've always been aware that there's more work to do, but I think there were, you know, an explosive number of changes in the 60s and 70s, and there was this kind of slow but steady push, more women in leadership and this and that, um, and maybe it wasn't moving as fast as possible, but I think there was a sense that, okay, like, you know, people get this equality thing now, and we're getting there, and, you know, slowly but surely, and then I think that more recent years, and especially, of course, you can't deny around the election, the 2016 election um, and Hillary's loss and, you know, also a sense of betrayal in part that so many white women didn't vote for her, um, that, you know, I think there's a, it's been a big wake up call for um, women. And I think it's kind of um, laid bare just how entrenched a lot, a lot of the sexism and racism in the world really still is and that we, you know, the title of the film is not done, that we might have thought we were done, but we're really not done. Um, so I think in some ways it's been a really tough time and, and there have been a lot of setbacks and, you know, um, seeing, you know, you know, Brett Kavanaugh was that moment was really hard. Um, people living through, honestly, even the Me Too movement, like as wonderful as it is and all the momentum of that, it's also really traumatic because it just revealed just epidemic levels of sexual violence in this world. So I think it's been really hard. But the flip side of that is it's also been really energizing. And I think it's created a tremendous amount of energy and solidarity and coming together of women from all walks of life, understanding that we're gonna have our differences, but it's really time that we start having hard conversations across those differences um, and that we can't expect to have, you know, we're 50% of the population. So there's never, you know, you can't have a movement of 50% or plus of the population without having a lot of difference within that, you know, and that the goal is not necessarily, I'm stealing this from Linda Sarzor, but um, she has this great line that the goal is unity, not uniformity. Um, and so I think we're having a much more expansive conversation about what are women's issues than ever before. I think we're understanding it in an intersectional way more than ever before. And so ultimately, despite, I think, um, some of the scariness of our times, I especially make getting to make this film and then having to rewatch it and rewatch it um, actually leaves me really hopeful that I think women are more, you know, motivated um, to fight back and coming together in a way that we haven't seen in decades. Right, exactly. Um, years ago, one of my close friends, a New York fire, uh, fire fighter, Regina Wilson, was interviewed in person for another's Makers Project. What aspect yeah. of Wilson's story attracted you to document her? 
Um, well, Wilson is incredible. Regina is incredible. Um, we try to get her in every single makers thing we do, whether it's a small cameo or you know completely focused on her. Um, she's just has an incredible spirit, and you know I think it's really important, um, particularly. Um, professions like she's in as a firefighter where you know the number you know a lot of professions women are making gains but then there's some that are still so predominantly male and so those examples of women kind of pushing into those fields and trying to encourage and bring other women in and try to correct the attitudes of the men in those fields are just some of the most inspiring ones um and you know in this film so we talk to her every chance we can get um she's also just brilliant and always has great stuff to say um and you know in this film she just has a, a tiny role she sort of talks just a little bit about her experience going to the first women's march in dc um in 2017 um and you know but she's she's sort of also the every woman right we wanted to be clear that you know an event like that was was drawing women you know as we've been saying from all walks of life and you know uh, black woman firefighter, you know, as much as, uh, you know, a tech journalist, you know, bringing her sons as much as, you know, Kimberly Crenshaw or the women, you know, who are speaking at the podium, um, you know, we really wanted to have as as broad a spectrum of um, perspectives represented. Um, and Regina is just, you know, always terrific. And, and her story is, is really inspiring. And we, you know, we can't get into, we didn't, couldn't get into it specifically in this film, but you know the work that she's been doing in the fire department um, is incredible. They, you know, it sounds so small, but I think they just they the last year or two they broke one percent, which was like a huge milestone. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. And she she keeps pushing. So um, so yeah, she's been a big part of the makers family for a while now, and we won't we won't let her go. <laughs> <laughs> The year 2020 was the year of the woman, but the year of every woman. As Sarah said, it's hard not to include Regina Wilson's story into any story of hope centered on the accomplishments of women smashing through glass ceilings. I agree. So much so, let's spend a moment on Regina Wilson's story before returning to Sarah. People have described America as a house on fire. Why is it that black women keep going into a burning house to save democracy like why is that what special quality do black women have that causes us to take on difficult tasks i get that the burning fire you man i tell you you dope you dope all right so um i, I mean especially uh, women of color but women period like we are the most powerful beings on this earth and nobody can tell me any different. And I think it's because of who we are and how we have been created as women. Um, we are the people that I feel move this, this, this world forward. And whether it's um, from the front or in the middle when you're standing beside your mate or whomever it is that's trying to move on and be better or if you're standing from behind pushing people forward. We've always had that dynamic aspect about us who bear so much 
and, and give so much and sometimes just take very little. So we know when it's time to get moving, we know when it's time to work, and especially women of color because we, it comes with a lot of hardships. So we know when it's time to get things done, shake it off um, and, and keep things moving. So um, I think it's just something that's just built within us. How would you rate the state of black women in America in 2020? I think we as women as a whole, and especially black women, are finding ourselves a little bit more. We're finding our our voices and making them a lot louder. I think now what you're seeing is a lot of a lot of more women of color getting into politics, um, becoming small business owners, getting into film, um, getting into producing. Uh, getting in more into writing and um, forging those opportunities to be able so that we can be in the room to tell our stories. Um, also going into higher positions within civil, civil service. Um, I know the police department have had a lot of um, female firefighters, I mean female officers that have moved up into ranks. Um, and uh, so you have a lot of civil service that are trying to get more women in it. And so I think dynamically during the past few years, we've definitely moved the, the, the needle a lot further, but I think we still have a lot of work to do. What would you like an audience to take away after seeing Not Done? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, I think just what, some of what we've been talking about, I think I, I want them to appreciate um, how much really has changed in a few, you know, very few short years because of the um, hard work of a lot of women and, you know, all of us in our even day-to-day -day lives, whether you went to a protest or, you know, wrote Me Too or even just, you know, supported women artists. Um, and, uh, and but very also outraged by all the inequity that still remains um, and and motivated to, to keep fighting and to know that, um, you know, there are going to be all these women, determined, uh, fearless women out there um, fighting as well. And, and, you know, I think it's, again, these are, these are hard and often demoralizing times, um, but um, I hope this will be a boost of energy um, that everybody needs to to be inspired um, to keep going and, and to be appreciative of how far we've come and determined to um, keep pushing us forward because we we need to get there. <laughs> we do. Oh my gosh, we sure do. Sarah, if someone wanted to see Not Done, how will they be able to view? Thank you for asking, Valerie. Um, well, so uh, the film will premiere on PBS, and I hope people will tune in. I think uh, we, we've been doing some early screenings, and a lot we've been getting lots of great reaction, and especially people saying, you know, this is what I really needed today, <laughs> specifically, you know, this morning. This was this really was the boost that I needed. So um, I hope that, that it can be that for a lot more people. And you can watch Not Done: Women Remaking America as you are able to do most things these days, streaming on a screen near you. Go to the web address notdone.com and it'll take you there.
of the Interludes podcast production team, we would like to wish you and your family a very healthy and prosperous new year. Welcome 2021. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Old Ang Zine, written by Robert Burns. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by A1 Pestmasters. For all your exterminating and pest control needs, Call A1 Pestmasters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. When you book your appointment with A1 Pestmasters, tell them that you heard them first on the podcast called Interludes. Interludes.